Welcome to the Oaken River Books Podcast. I am here doing my first live Q&A with my friend Anna. We are in in Annapolis, Maryland, uh, where my friend currently lives. We met a few years ago while we were both working in Georgia, and now I'm here visiting her for a few days, checking out the city. I've never been here before, so she has graciously welcomed me into her home with her family. So, Anna, hello, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Oh, hello, Heather. <laughs> uh, I just I would like to note that Annapolis apparently means Anna City, so I belong here. Um, and now that I've got that out of the way, uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I turned 34 in April. Um, I'm in the military. Uh, I have a 16-year-old daughter. I'm married to a really wonderful human being. And I absolutely love martial arts, which you know well of. Um, I really enjoy a good movie and a good book as well. So I'm happy to have you here, and I hope you'll visit us again. <laughs> I hope so, too. Um, so, since this is the Oaken River Books podcast, you said you like reading. We've talked about books before. Could you tell us a little bit about your favorite book and any books you're currently reading? Uh, well, with my life in the military, I am not currently reading, which is a shame. Um, my favorite book, which I always brace for people's reaction, actually happens to be what is considered a children's book. It is named Dominic um, by William Stake, and I just really appreciate the book, I think, because, um, well, you kind of mentioned it earlier, I had I bought a copy for you to read to your, your son, and um, it is a children's book, but, you know, it's a little more on the mature side, um, the grammar level, things like that, mm-hmm. of course. High vocab, yeah. chapter book. Yeah. But um, there's little images drawn in it, you know, kind of sketchy. And mm-hmm. and it's about a dog. It is about a dog. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kids Dominic, love dogs. <laughs> they do. They love them. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I, you know, I, I'm fine with dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of other types of animals in the story who make up, you know, different characters. And I really enjoy that it kind of just starts out with him just deciding one day, like, you know, it's time. I'm going on an adventure, and I'm getting out of this house. And he takes all these wonderful things with him in a little knapsack, you know, and he's just ready to go. And um, I enjoy the character because, you know, he's really a hero, but he's so emotionally available, I suppose you might say. He's mm-hmm. you know, really engaged with everyone he meets and curious and Yeah, really teaching kids those lessons. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, he he makes wise decisions but he's just open to the lessons that each person he comes across has to teach him. Mm-hmm. But it's not I don't feel like it's written in a way where that's blandly obvious that they're trying to do that. It's you know, it's a real story and it's romantic and it's everything I think you'd want a kid's book to be. There's magic in it in a sense that it's not immediately noticeable, but at the very end, it's it's obvious, you know, and I just, I feel good when I read it, and it's like, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a comfort place. Mm-hmm. There's lots of books I enjoy. Yeah, um, but some just lingo, linger with you more than others. Yeah, and that sure. one, I feel, um, I don't know, I feel a mix of emotions, but it's it's all good, so mm-hmm. I think other people should read it, and who cares if you're 34 or yeah. 80, you should read it. No, books, for but. sure. One of my favorite books is also a kid's book. It's called Nightbirds on Nantucket. Huh. Um, I can't remember the name of the author right now. They have other books out too, but it's an older book, and it's about these kids in New England, um, and this girl basically wakes up on a ship, 
and ends up in New England and um, they kind of have to solve this like issue with like it's like the crazy lady in this house and then they <laughs> find out that like they're trying to shoot a cannon across the sea to kill the king in England and it's it's very adventurous <laughs> and like kind of weird so maybe that tells you something about my personality um, but yeah fun I like those those fun kind of adventurous kids books that really take you somewhere that you've never been. Um, so you mentioned you were in the military. If you weren't in the military right now, what do you think <laughs> you would be doing? <laughs> I made a joke of it. I said I'd probably be dead. Um, it maybe, maybe that is the case. I don't know. Uh, if I wasn't in the military, if I hadn't gone that route, I think by the things that led up to me joining the military, uh, it was around... 2011, um, the economy had kind of crashed, you know, a couple years prior, um, and it was ridiculously difficult to find a job. I was even teaching martial arts um, for like 30 bucks an hour, and of course, because people couldn't get a job or things were tight, it was hard to find a customer anyway. Um, so I suppose, being realistic, if I hadn't joined the military, I was an intern. Um, you know, I was in college, so I was interning in a place that had nothing to do with my major. Um, but literally, I'd been there for like four months, maybe. And the manager was so impressed with the work I did. He was like, do you want to be like an assistant manager? And I was like, mm, no, I'm joining the military. <laughs> um, so there's a possibility that I would have stuck that out. I mean, I definitely would have gotten paid more um, had I taken him up on that right away. I just... I think also being realistic though, with the kind of person that I am, I get bored. I get bored, I, I have to have flexibility in what I'm doing. Um, so I really think it's kind of hard to say. I think I probably would have just jumped around a lot of things and done mm -hmm. a lot of different jobs. Yeah, like so kind military. of the military is giving you like financial stability while at the same time letting you move around, meet right. new people, try different missions and all that. So yeah. I think that that's a... Wasn't a bad way That's to a go. good thing. If people, <laughs> young people need to hear that if they want to explore some options, you know. Yeah, I mean, so there is a joke which you are well aware of, uh, which is uh, choose your age, choose your fate. Uh, and what that means, for those of you who don't know, is, you know, you're choosing your job. And the rate is just the title of that job. And depending on whatever that is, you will end up in very different places. Mm -hmm. um, just keep a positive attitude, kids. And, uh, you know, it's. I don't think it was a bad decision. Um, I even surprised myself a little bit with it, but it has definitely given me a flexibility I don't think I would have found anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And you met your husband in the military. I did. Yes. yes. So. That was the best <laughs> Another part. Another bonus. <laughs> the best part, yes. Yes. Um, so before that, you were a single parent for a little while. I am currently a single parent. That was kind of one of my catalysts for getting out was just to be able to have more time with him while he is very young. So. Were there any reasons involved with you being a single parent that made you want to stay in or to join in the first place? Yes. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, I mean, I'm sure someone out there, if they even knew it was me, might be offended, but oh well. Um, it was rough. Uh, my ex-husband, because yes, I have been married twice, um, was military. He went a very different route in the military than I did, and... Um, I mean, maybe it was something I should have noticed in the first place, just because of his particular upbringing and personality, you know, he felt he had to lie a lot, and I noticed that with his parents, and you know, 
who would have thought, you know, you ended up lying to me and quite a bit, and I just don't do well with that. Like, you can have all kinds of issues, but we gotta be honest about them or we're never gonna improve and grow as individuals or grow together in any mm-hmm. sense. So, um, without, you know, making anyone cringe out there, it just got bad, and he took some very unhealthy roads and lied about them, um, and when I started to witness them, I gave him time, and maybe I'm impatient, but I simply could not do it. Um, the daughter was very small, and I remember it was actually him who kind of inspired me because he was passed out drunk after getting back from somewhere when he was supposed to be watching our daughter. And I remember staring at him. This was after he'd gotten out of the military and thinking, you know what? I could do that. And so I did. I went and took the test and uh, they had no, well, not too much shade towards him, but unlike him, they said, you can have whatever job you want after I got my score back. And I was like, cool. And they showed me things and I made my choice and, uh, I've, you know, I've definitely stuck it out. So, yeah. So what other rates were you looking at other than CTU? Were there anything I, that stood so out? I grew up around firearms. Um, I had done some shooting and I mm-hmm. was naive at that point about military things and I wanted to be a sniper. I went to the Marines and he, the recruiter from the Marines looked at me and he goes, Oh honey, yeah, you can't do that. And I was like, well, why not? And of course he was like, well, because you're female. I was like, oh, that's horseshit. So I, excuse me, language, uh, went over, uh, <laughs> walked past the Air Force office right into the Navy. And I said, what are you going to offer me? And I saw language and I thought that looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, they also tried throwing um, nuke at me because of my scores from, from school. But once they had someone to give me a brief idea of what somebody does in that rate, I was like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you go to MIT and get paid a good bonus. That's not the one I want. So, mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm still glad I didn't do that. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've met a lot of very interesting people on the way, to be sure. <laughs> um, so you have familiarity with shooting and martial arts. Can mm-hmm. you talk about, are there any parallel lessons in those activities that kind of translate into things that can help people with like their everyday life like focus and things like that a thousand percent (laughs) uh yeah so i'm not even gonna talk about all the other things that come in line with me having those kinds of hobbies but for anyone who feels fear about those kinds of things i swear to god that martial arts and shooting both are so close to a type of meditation um Shooting in particular, I think, takes a real focus and understanding of the mechanics of the thing that you are operating with. Um, but you're out there, you know, I mean, I've been out there in a shine, even though you really probably shouldn't be out shooting in, you know, a thunderstorm or something. But um, it's peaceful, even if it's boiling hot outside. Like, you get out there and you're setting up your target, you know, you're setting up your sights, um, you're trying to zero in maybe, trying to make sure everything's good to go. And the process in it itself is, um, it's just, it's meditative. You mm-hmm. know, it's, a, it's hands-on, but it engages your mind. And then I prefer shooting rifles more often than pistol, to be fair. And I do think that, in my opinion, rifle is a little bit more so on the meditative and focused side. But you know, you 
let's say you've got like a, a standard somewhere you're working with, so you prop up your gun and you're preparing it and just everything you do, your breathing matters, your grip matters, where you place it matters, um, you know, your eye dominance can matter. Um, just all these little different things that you mm -hmm. feel with your body, you know, and your sight and your breathing, like it's... Yeah, so it sounds like you like have to have a good understanding of yourself, like you develop that and that kind of yeah. enhances or yeah. changes the way you that practice and then martial arts so martial arts I, you definitely have partners more often if you're going to get um if you're really going to get the full experience but if you have a great instructor um i find so much joy in martial arts you know like some people think violence in any manner is bad for you and without this coming off in some strange way hopefully i just don't think that's true we're you know we're animals as well it's a part of our nature to release some of that energy sometimes and just being active in general we all get so consumed with work and sitting at a desk half the time or whatever our job may entail but mm -hmm. having something that engages you a little differently is so good for you and so many different martial arts you know call that aspect forward where you have to focus and you have to understand your breathing right if you're getting into a real fight if you don't control your breathing you're going to get winded run out of energy possibly it's going to make getting hit worse right if you're going to hit the gut and you go Ugh, right like that's terrible but if you know how to deal with the breathing you usually can manage that much better mm -hmm. and you can hit harder managing your breathing so mm -hmm. there's that and then um depending on the style you're practicing your forms, um, anything like that, even just engaging in, in a basic punch, right? And knowing how those mechanics work, it really does pull in your mind and your thought process. You can practice mentally as well as physically. And it's just, mm -hmm. um, it's not something to be afraid of. You don't have to go in there and expect to get punched in the face. It wouldn't hurt you to do that because it's, it's experience and, um, I think it'll make you better. It'll make you tougher. Yeah. But I think everybody should give both of those things a try. Yeah. yeah. So those are both learned activities. If you could pick just any superpower to just have, no practice required, what would it be? Whew. I feel like I've been asked this like a thousand times. Yeah. Like life. me personally, a lot of people are like, "There, I want to fly or I want to read minds. I want to be able to go into the depths of the ocean hmm. without needing like all the special oxygen and fancy cool. stuff eaten, because i i like the <laughs> ugly fish at the bottom of the ocean they're my favorite so <laughs> they are, right? those, those are my favorites mm. yes uh i mean so that's fair right there's lots of things undiscovered there there are maybe they should stay that way i don't know um i guess if we use things as an example mind power i think is pretty great because if you can control anything with your mind like tele you don't, or um well what's like it called? telekinesis think of like phoenix from marvel right or from the this is way more I'm super sorry. hero right <laughs> content than i know about you know the x-men though i know yes. yes i don't know which one is phoenix she this is probably gonna go to the death bell track the the earlier ones right wolverine really liked her but she was dating cyclops yeah, this is not. She had the crazy dark phoenix. And, yeah, I don't remember. Okay, well, but she had telekinesis. She was even stronger than Doctor X, like even better than him. Was he the one in the wheelchair? Yep. Okay, great. Got this. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, um, my 
said Marvel, and now I don't even know if that's correct. I think that's correct. I'm gonna lose my mind. I have anyway, no idea. Anyway, for you people out there who are sticklers, just let it go. Uh, so yeah, kind of like her, I suppose, because in my opinion, if you have that ability, I don't need the ability to fly. I can do it. I don't mm-hmm. need to read your mind. I'm going to be able to do it, right? Anything at all that I needed, I can make it happen mm-hmm. with my mind. And I like that idea. So. so the point that we bring up, too, with superheroes is, you know, they have powers. And in DC, Marvel, are there others? I don't know. But, you know, some are become good and some become bad. And mm-hmm. some are like an anti-hero. And mm-hmm. some are probably words that I don't even have the vocabulary to express because I don't have a lot of comic experience. (laughs) So somebody can have a power, and we've seen this Mm -hmm. in various situations, they have a power where they're put in a leadership situation, Mm, but what other traits do you think people need to actually be effective, respected leaders? Effective, respected leaders? Not necessarily liked, no, that's, because you can yeah. respect somebody and not necessarily like them, and they can still be Very a good true. leader. Like, you can't always be best friends with your leader, but, like... Uh, I gotta say, my number one, I think, is integrity. If people can trust your word and your actions, what can they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even if they don't always like the decisions you make, mm-hmm. if they know that you are sticking to your word and your reasoning behind it, what, mm-hmm. what will anyone do? And... I do think um, transparency is important, even if that means trying to explain to someone why, um, in whatever moment, maybe they don't need to know something, you know? Um, For instance, leadership positions, a lot of times, you know, you are privy to information because you are caring for people. Well, your other people don't always need to know that information about. Mm -hmm. Right. but, you know, if you build that trust, too, then let's say you have an emergency situation, you don't have time for explanations. Hopefully they'll trust you enough that they'll take you at your word. That mm-hmm. is hard, I think, to develop because everyone's got their own opinions and, and perspectives. Right. And everyone wants to think they're the ones that are right <laughs> until they get into that position. And then they start to see how difficult it is because they do get yeah. too concerned with being liked. But um, yeah. integrity, number one. And then transparency to the best of your ability. And... Um, and it's easy to lose, so I think hold on to your compassion. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Are there any leaders that you look up to or try to emulate in military or out, dead or alive? Anybody that you think kind of encompasses those qualities? There are a lot of people who, in one way or another, have impressed me. Um, and there are certain aspects of individuals that I have been like I'll take that <laughs> and I'll take that mm-hmm. and want to combine them really but I don't I honestly don't think there's any one individual that I'm like yes that's mm-hmm. the person and I don't know sometimes that worries me because maybe it's my own bias um like am I looking for perfection what is perfection mm-hmm. but it's different for everybody it is but um I don't know, there's a lot of great examples out there. Um, I probably embarrassed myself if I try to remember all their names. There was this one lady in the military, um, I only remember her first name because it's my name, which is Anna. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think she was pretty outstanding. Um, everybody knows Grace Hopper, of course, especially in our community, um, mm-hmm. for all her outstanding contributions and discoveries and uh, coining terms. And, um, and those things are great, but I feel like, I guess, I don't know, I want world changers, and there Mm -hmm. are people who only make shifts, and um, I guess I'm just a big fat jerk for that, but like, I need somebody to rock it, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we all talk about change all the time, and it feels like everybody fails at the end. Nothing, nothing uh, gets us to that ultimate goal. So, mm-hmm. that's maybe depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like what I know about you and your work and the way you operate, having known you as a friend, a coworker, and somebody in my chain of command like do you feel like you are trying to kind of be the leader that you haven't had or that you think other people need because they're not getting it somewhere else um i think it'd be really presumptuous of me to think that i'm doing anything any better than anyone else but i do try Mm -hmm. i can't you know lie about that i try um I try to learn. I try to be deep about it. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we all get tired. I know, <laughs> tired, a lot of the time. Uh, and I work very hard to try not to lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that we've seen a lot is people don't understand the really hard decisions that leaders have to make until they're actually in that position. Very true. Right. So sometimes. Well, people don't understand like the things you're being asked or like why are you asking me this yeah. why are you doing it why can't somebody else do it people like, also why want is someone this to important hate, you know mm-hmm. uh, and that's hard and when I wasn't uh, where I am at now I think it was there was less of that um, but as I have promoted and I get closer to uh, well, in the Navy that dreaded rank everybody likes to put blame on um, you, you can start to detect it, right? There's those slogans they love to throw at you, like drinking the Kool-Aid, which is absolute BS. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are some who do, but when I consider someone drinking the Kool-Aid, it's those people who want titles and they just want mm-hmm. to promote and they care about nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's drinking Kool-Aid to try to benefit others and take your time to have a real conversation, whether you come off as cheesy or not. Mm-hmm. And you're really trying to just build upon life because it doesn't matter where you go. You know, you might not ever have what your ideal career is or blah, blah, blah. So Mm -hmm. why not make what you have the ideal? So I don't know. I I can only say, if anyone asks me, honestly, I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. I bleed myself sometimes (laughs) for people. I do wish they'd see it because it wouldn't hurt so much occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I think people do need to be more open-minded about some of that stuff. Like, especially when we work in a community where people are stuck inside a lot. There are people who kind of tend to um, gravitate towards, like, video games and, like, tabletop games and really big inside activities, you know? So... Um, like at one of my previous offices, I'm a smiler. Mm-hmm. I like to talk. And then one day this group of people were like, you cannot possibly be this happy at work. Your mask is slipping. And I was like, okay, if you feel that way, I'm done being nice to you. Cause it's not that I'm trying to be nice to you or I'm trying to prove anything to you, but like, you know, it's like, I'm not your leader in the chain of command but I feel like I can still do good by being kind to you at work but if you cannot then give it back to me or you think that it's disingenuous then that's on you and that's it's a hard burden to bear too yeah if you, if you make that choice that even without the support of others I'm going to do as best I can it's hard. yeah it is it is because sometimes people 
kind of end up like a black hole and you're trying to yeah you know be that light that's kind of like shooting through that darkness so not that i'm like you know a shooting star or anything but yeah you keep smiling heather i know (laughs) i'm trying um okay so our next question okay so you kind of said that there weren't any specific leaders Mm -hmm. that you say yes i'm going to be like this person you kind of draw characteristics or say okay definitely not like that (laughs) um but if you could have a dinner party with like let's say like a handful of people dead or alive who would you invite to anna's dinner party who would have a seat at your table so that you could interrogate them like I'm doing to you right now. <laughs> uh, hmm. So I can interrogate them. Some of them, even though their names pop in my head, I would be afraid that I'd be tempted to strangle them to death, so probably not them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do some fun ones, though. You know, I love good conversation, so maybe, yes. I don't know, um, Play-Doh. <laughs> Play-Doh. I want to yes. know if he really said some things or if it really is all Play-Doh being mm-hmm. like, yeah, he said this. Uh, <laughs> Um, lots of stuff. Albert Camus is a philosopher I enjoy, and I get a lot of credit, you know, from other people who enjoy philosophy. But I like his stuff. Mm-hmm. What is it that you like about it? Like what well, kind of? So, it's absurdism, and I, you know, just can't agree more. <laughs> Life is absurd, <laughs> um, and it's I like the themes that he dives into, and um, some of the paths that he felt got him to those conclusions. I kind mm-hmm. of feel like I've traveled those same streams of thought. When was he alive? Oh God, I don't remember. Is uh, it like a long time ago no, or like eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds? Again, the I'm previous get centuries. Listen, I'm not into history in that fashion yes. whatsoever. They lived. I like their stuff. That's that's where I'm at. So that's three men. Are there any women or anybody else that you would invite? Dinner party? Oh yeah, I well no, uh, not her. Sorry, thoughts. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> personal thoughts. We can't read your thought bubble. I'm really sorry. curious to talk to Joan of Arc. Uh, I feel mm. like she was always a prominent figure growing up. Just people talking about it, and I'd, I'd love to ask her some questions. Yeah. Um, hmm. Um, I'm just gonna forget names. I know who they are, and can you describe them? Yes. Um, like a caricature sketch. <laughs> she was a lovely woman, a black woman, um, lots of poetry, did wonderful things for humanity. <laughs> My Angela. That's the one. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Please don't judge me. This people isn't out a there. book blog for nothing. <laughs> she was fabulous. Um, and I feel like there'd be so much to learn and maybe be inspired and mm-hmm. just like it's one thing to read someone's work and I think it's another to look them in the eye. Mm-hmm. And see them look back and explain something to you but um, I actually think I recently heard um like an old recording of a speech she did on YouTube so I find it I'll send it to you because it was very relaxing okay um what would you eat at the dinner what would you serve your esteemed (sighs) guests I mean I like to make everyone would you let your husband cook (laughs) for your esteemed guests he's a wonderful wine and dine them he is he was a good cook he made that pasta. He did. It was great pasta. It was great. I'm really quite lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I'd probably take them out. Um, I don't know. Like I said, if I'm being realistic here, uh, I like everyone to feel comfortable. So I want to make sure there's options that they're mm-hmm. eating. Or, yeah. You know, but I'm, I would love steak. So 
Oh, steak. Kind of have that option on yeah. <laughs> You've ever been to like a Brazilian steakhouse? I have. They bring around the meat to you, they and then afterwards amazing. you're like, "How it's did amazing. I eat that much?" Yes. And it, you just <laughs> don't look at the bill. You I'm just not don't even a question pineapple it. Fan, but when they bring that grilled pineapple by, oh, I haven't had that. It's pretty good. So I only went to one one time, and somebody else paid for it. Many thanks to that person, because <laughs> yes. it was. Whew. Yeah, you know, honestly, though, there's a lot of people from history that I would love to ask a couple questions of. There's some yeah, really why don't we just have just... a time machine? Why is that not invented? No. Quantum physics, catch up. <laughs> They're working on we it. We talk about it in books all the time. Let's do it. Um, okay, so our next question. So, you do a lot of activities. You're a busy woman. Yes. <laughs> Describe your perfect day. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and this can include work or not include work. If your perfect day involves you working, that's totally up to you. I think a perfect day would be like, oh, my God. I got all the things done at work. I don't have to be here today. <laughs> um, and it's just one day. Yeah. So, okay. So we know you love work. Let's pick a day where you're not at work. What would you go do that would make you happy and lose track of time and that you could just relax? Mm. Um, I honestly would not want the public around. Uh, I love swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a nice clean beach would be great. I would love to have my daughter and husband with me. Maybe my brother because I miss him. He's a fool, but I miss him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, just something where we're happy together. You know, where we could just have a day where we feel no pressure. That would be cool because mm-hmm. I feel a lot of pressure in life. Um, yeah, like good food, a good breeze swimming mm-hmm. um, I mean I do actually really love martial arts and that just happened to be around for us to play a little that would be cool <laughs> and then go back in the water <laughs> yeah um, dancing I love dancing I think that would be really fun for the day and then mm-hmm. like yeah and then you're just ever so slightly sunburned right because you've mm-hmm. been out all day and you get to eat a delicious meal and you're just breathing and everything just feels so good and and end with a game night because I love card games and board games. You know? mm-hmm. I love it. So, <laughs> what are uh, your favorite games? Well, we have a family game called Hill, and it's kind of like slapjack and solitaire, but with as many people as you want. Gotcha. Combined. Yeah, it's great, mm-hmm. and I do love that. And I love teaching it to people. Um, I don't mind. Oh, I like spades. Spades is pretty fun. Um, rummy, uh, Uno. You know, ooh, excuse me, the basics. Um, I like playing, uh, I guess it's called Sorry. My grandfather had made a huge game board of it, and I can't even remember right now what we called it. But, you know, it's just the marble game. You roll to move around the board, and you try to get mm-hmm. back to your home base. I think that game is great fun. Something like that. I destroy yeah. people in every game I play. So, so you like family games you can only play with other people. Oh, yeah. Not the kind of solitaire that you play by yourself. That's the kind of I mean, game I like. I like, <laughs> I like that. Home I like pressure. Sudoku. I like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Ooh, Mahjong. Yes. I will play games alone, but I, I love... Bananagrams. That's, I guess, I you can't play that by yourself, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scrabble. It literally, oh. it comes in, like, a banana bag. She had, like, a banana and has all Scrabble pieces. My grandma was hella good at it. Hmm. I've yeah. never played that. You mm-hmm. should try that. You might like it. Um, yes. yes. I, I love games with other people. Yeah. So then after game night, you would just be like, oh, I'm ready to go to bed. And I know when I'm, like, a little bit sunburned after I've had some, like, fresh air, I'm out in the sun, especially if I'm in the water, because you're, like, you're basically exercising and you don't even realize it by the time I get to bed. Yeah. I'm like, man, 
I'm exhausted. And it's great. And then you get like the most perfect night's sleep and you wake <laughs> up refreshed. Absolutely. And you smell like delicious. But salty, like, sea stuff. breeze. Yeah, like a little suntan lotion. Yes. I love it. I'm all about that. I love it. Yeah. yeah, and then you would wake up. So tell me, what is the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? Ooh. <laughs> um, I almost always wake up before my alarm, which mm-hmm. infuriates me, and I try so hard to not be infuriated, <laughs> but I still am. So you wake up So I wake up with fire. <laughs> <laughs> and if we ignore that the first thought is probably like my alarm hasn't gone off, then I would suppose, honestly, uh, at least for the past, who knows how long now, I, I do think about work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's almost always, what's today? And I start planning the day immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any like habits in the morning that you focus on, like before you go to work? This is dangerous territory. I know. Like, I, be like, I, know. I went help. through a phase <laughs> where I was very meticulous about like boiling water for my French press, and then I'd make my coffee and I would journal a little bit. And like for me, that was during a phase where I was really, really good about waking up early. And then that kind of with COVID just totally out the window. So, yeah. Well, so as I mentioned earlier, and everyone can just know this dirty little secret about me, but I am uh, incredibly lucky. I truly am. My husband prepares my lunch for me Mm -hmm. and my coffee. Mm -hmm. And I owe this man anything. He is a gift. He is is a gift. Yeah. to no us one, all. No one needs to try anything because I will kill you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but he's wonderful. Um, so my routine is trying to relax my body because I do do a lot of physical things and um, I'm definitely experiencing older age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I make sure to stretch while I'm laying in the bed. And then I check my phone to make sure I'm not missing any important messages from one of my sailors. Um, and I, I muster for the morning because that is a requirement. So... I get that done and make sure I'm not missing anything. And then I literally go through the muster to see who has mustered already and if they have an emergency, because that's where they'll mm-hmm. put it. And then I think to myself, okay, like who needs things? What, who am I doing something for today? Because there's all kinds of things as a, a leading petty officer mm-hmm. that you need to do for others. And then, um, and then I'll think about what I'm actually doing at work that isn't like Navy related. And if I have any plans there, um, I have a lot of... So wonderful... is all this going on as you're getting ready, or is this like before you even get out of bed? I mean, a lot of it is literally while I'm scrolling through my phone and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll check all notifications. So I will go to Facebook real quick to see if anything popped up. I'll go to my Instagram to see if anything popped up. Uh, and then I close out of those, and I'll check the channel that we use for our stuff again. Um... I scroll the email real quick to make sure there's no like emergency emails because I get way too many emails at home as well and I have three different email addresses. <laughs> Don't ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go through all of those and then once that's good, then I'm like, okay, and I take a deep breath because that's how I like to do it and I roll out of bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's, I mean, yeah, and then it's just the typical thing. So um, do you like functioning like that in the morning? Like, do you feel like it works for you or do you feel stressed like as it's happening? Where I am in life right now is a funny place. I think I could be healthier. Um, and I'm not sure how I've gotten to this point, <laughs> to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm unsuccessful. And I don't feel... Everyone keeps asking me about burnout. And mm-hmm. I think it's happened to a lot of people. And I don't know how to express to them that I'm quite certain I'm far past it. <laughs> and this is literally just how I function. Now, whether or not that's a good thing, I don't know. 
I think that's a common thing right now, even for people who aren't in the military. Yeah. Yeah. So there's um, this term going around right now called the great resignation, Mm. um, where if people aren't doing it right now, like starting in the fall, people are going to be like very heavily resigning from their jobs Mm -hmm. because they want to be able to work remote and their companies won't let them or they realize they're so unhappy with their previous balance of work and outside of work. You know, that work dominated everything. We spend so much time there, right? So people are finally saying, I've had enough, you know, so. COVID cannot do that in the military. Yeah, you know, there's (laughs) enough people in the United States and in the world that we understand that not everybody can, like, have their dream job and not everybody can have a job that lets them to do whatever hobbies they want in their spare time. So sometimes it is well, difficult to find that Yeah, and I'm balance. feeling so I'm feeling this way, but I am doing my hobbies. Yeah. Right. You are. Yeah. I I saw you. <laughs> I saw you do exactly. That. <laughs> um and so that's all I'm saying is I'm I'm at a point where I am quite busy. But I mean mm-hmm. I clearly have some time. I'm sitting here with you doing this. You are. Right? Yes. So Yeah. Um I know, like, something that I think about in terms of, like, employee wellness is not only people being able to do their hobbies outside of work, like, if you go do martial arts or go shooting, Mm -hmm. you know, that shouldn't be your only reprieve from the day. Like, how can we incorporate little pockets of that, like, leisure and rec, whatever, into the workday, right? right? So, okay, so I think my biggest downside, which I'll just put out there first, is that I just don't get enough sleep, Mm -hmm. and that's because I do have a lot of things in my mind, so I am currently working on my own methods of helping myself do that because mm-hmm. I intend to teach it to others I need to be able to practice mm-hmm. it um, do you I'm, journal or anything I used to I mm-hmm. haven't in some time but uh, yeah you yeah. know um, what I actually started doing was I brought my journal to work mm-hmm. and I would start to be like oh my gosh I can feel I can feel the tension happening and I would just take out my journal write 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 really quick and nobody said anything you know, so nor should they because, you know. I mean, maybe I could. I have I carry around my calendar book and my notebook, so maybe mm-hmm. I just keep the bag for that. Sometime. Yeah, because then if it's even if it's just a quick like, oh my gosh, this happened, and then you can just go like reflect on it more yeah. later or something. True, like kind of a pocket. Moment. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Might, that might help. Um, what I do at work to get those moments of reprieve is I step away. I will, you know, lock my computer for a moment or um, even just, just roll away for a second. Mm-hmm. And my coworkers are always down for that. We will sit and we'll just talk about something that we enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, or even share ideas that have to do with work. But it's nicer to have that yeah. conversation than just be staring at the yeah, screen. Yeah, especially getting your eyes literally off the screen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I am trying to balance better because I don't like that perception. Like... I've asked around. There's nothing apparently I've done for anyone to think that I'm incapable of doing things, but they've noticed how much I have taken on. Mm-hmm. They're always like, "Oh, you know, don't don't do that." And I'm like, "I'm doing it." <laughs> so I have noticed their concern, and so my um, alignment is okay. You know what? You're right. There are some things I don't have to do or need to do, mm-hmm. and so I'm adjusting and releasing some of those things. Yeah, really so. prioritizing yeah. or like letting, just thinking, okay, it'll be okay if somebody else takes care of it or doesn't take care of it. But at yes. the end of the day, it's like the world is not on your shoulders, right. Anna. <laughs> <laughs> it's on as much as we all want it to all be sometimes. Yeah. So, 
other than work, mm -hmm. what is the last thing you think about before you go to bed at night? James and Ayn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, it's usually my husband's the very last thing. Obviously, he is lying next to me. Um, but, yeah, I worry for both of them <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, you know, I hope I'm doing well by them the same way I try so hard to do well by my sailors. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because how cruel would it be to not... Um, they support me more than anybody. Mm -hmm. Deal with me more than anybody. <laughs> they do. They see, obviously, you know, sides that maybe other people wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And they still love me, so I they deserve good things. Um, but yeah, I think about my daughter, who, um, I mean, seriously, my greatest joy, like number one priority out of mm -hmm. all the things. Uh, I can't even. I can't even make a joke about it. It's just the truth. <laughs> I would die for that girl. Uh, and then, you know, I think about James because he, as you have seen, is a really wonderful partner. Um, mm -hmm. Even in our hard moments or, like, frustration, like... Being I'm able to lucky. talk about stuff yes. is, like, a really big deal. Yes, he, yeah. yes, he's a fucking human being. He's, mm -hmm. You know, I've been with people who... There's things you like about them, but you realize that at the end of the day, they're just unreasonable. Or mm -hmm. they're just not compatible. Involved. Yeah, yeah, I can't deal with that. Yeah, and I think for me, like, having a son and not currently dating anybody, it's seeing the way James treats you, um, and I have another friend seeing the way he treats his wife. It's like, okay, I want my child and any future children to have these examples. Yes. This is how you treat your partner. Yes, with respect. Yes, with respect, yeah. loving, kindness. Yeah, even you know. when there's disagreements or there's yeah, there's frustration. Like you, you are humans, and you see that in each other, and you, you know, you've made a choice to do things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there will always be lines that, if our cross, would be a problem. But like, there's so much to work through, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, and that that was a number one, right? Like anyone I had considered dating. Like, well, how do you treat Aim? Mm -hmm. I don't care how good you make me feel. If you hurt my kid in any fashion, I will tear the flesh off your back. So, yes, it worked. And Mama Bear came out <laughs> just in time to wrap up. Are there any closing thoughts you would like to share with mm -hmm. any listeners tonight? Mm. Um, I don't know if you all know my friend Heather here, but she's fabulous. She's <laughs> hilarious. Um, I don't know how often she shows it in these podcasts, but absolutely hilarious. And she reads some really interesting stuff, so you should probably give her a listen um, and see what she has to say. She's a smart one. Uh, that being said, I hope I didn't bore you all to death, and I hope you don't think I'm crazy. And, you know, say some good thoughts for me. Thank you. I'm going to have her share <laughs> this on her Facebook so all oh her God. Facebook friends can oh God. <laughs> listen. We'll have... Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I am down. Let's do it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I don't know. I sure wish I could have more conversations with people because I actually enjoy that much more than mm -hmm. anything else. So Yeah, uh, so hit her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a chat. All right, that's all. Thank awesome. You. Thank you, Anna, for being the first live Q&A in our segment, which Ooh. we're calling this one Ask Me Anything with Anna in Annapolis, which is kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> have You're a welcome. great night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>